Welcome to Mostly Mindful for teens and tweens, hosted by Dominique Sullivan of the Zen Librarian. Blending science and spirituality in innovative ways that make sense in our modern world. Thank you for spending time with me today as we break down mindfulness, tell a few stories, and practice a few new skills. Episode 4, Anxiety Part 2, The Time Machine. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode of Part 1 for Anxiety, and today we're going to dive into Part 2, and we're going to talk a bit more about mindfulness. In the last episode, we talked about the second arrow and the first arrow. So the first arrow, just to remind you, is the original suffering. Life sometimes is hard. It sucks sometimes. But the second arrow is when we stew in it, when we ruminate, when we're stuck in it. And the second arrow is what happens when we're really stuck in a thought and we shoot ourselves with it. We say things like, why did this happen? This really hurts. It must be just me. I must be weird. And these things often are not true. Our second arrow is often not true. The first arrow is definitely true. We're going to add on to that knowledge of first arrow and second arrow. And we're going to talk a bit more about mindfulness. Now, the definition of mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment in a particular way without judgment. And typically, uh, John Kabat-Zinn said this. So that's kind of a mouthful. I'd like to break it down a little bit more. And I like to say mindfulness is the ability to stay in this moment. And if your brain is jumping to the future or the past, you're in mindlessness. So you're not in mindfulness. So when you are paying attention in this present moment, mindfulness, but you know how fast our brains fall off into mindlessness. We obsess about the future, we worry about what's going on, and we also fall back in time and we think about, oh, I can't believe that happened, and I wish I would have changed it this way, I wish I would have said this. And so our brains are really our time machines, and they constantly travel forward and backwards in time. And when we get really good at mindfulness, we notice when our brains are trying to time travel, and we try to keep them in this present moment. Now, typically, I don't focus just on anxiety, but I feel I've had so many different emails and questions from teens, and I wanted to address really specifically, how do you use mindfulness for anxiety? Number one, definitely understand second arrow. Number two, we're really going to look at mindfulness. But specifically for anxiety, we're going to look at the future thinking. The anxious mind lives in the future. It always wants to know what's coming up next, who's going to be there, where are the exits, what, I, what do I need, do I have my water bottle, and your brain is constantly thinking about tomorrow. What if, what if, what if, and this brain is relentless. The anxious mind really will start to spin out in an anxious spiral. And I love Dan Harris. Dan Harris is an ABC news anchor, and he asked his teacher, Joseph Goldstein, but don't I need to worry? For example, he, his question to his teacher was, if I'm going to have a plane and I need to make sure all of my stuff is together and I need to think about what the plane is tomorrow and I need to do kind of a dry run through about, okay, I need to get my plane, so I need to get my bag, my passport, and everything else that I need to go on the plane. And the teacher responded, he said, well, how many times do you need to do that run through? 
you know, after the 11th time you think about your bag, your passport, etc. Do you need to do it a 12th time, a 13th time, a 100th time? You cannot stress the problem different. The more that you obsess about the future, it doesn't change what's going to happen the next day. And let that sink into you. Really hear that. You cannot stress a problem differently. All of this time, the second arrow time, worrying about tomorrow or what people will think about you and etc. That is wasted time. That's time you could be spending having fun, being in the sun, laughing with your friends, drawing, etc. And really concentrate. Where is your brain? If your brain is reaching forward into the future and trying to think about what if, ask yourself, is this useful stress? You know, are you running through it a hundredth times? You don't need to run through it that many times. Pay attention. Is this useful? When we practice mindfulness, that is where joy can be found. And when our brains time travel into the future, that's when we fuel our anxiety. But the same is true when our brains time travel into the past. This should have happened. Why did this happen to me? I should have said this. You can hear that the past sounds a little bit different than the future. So the future sounds like what if, what if, and the past sounds why me, I should have. And it's kind of a a regretful feeling. The strategy this week is we don't own time machines. We can't stress about a problem to make it any different. We don't own a time machine and we can't travel to the future or the past. We just have to find some joy in the present moment. When you notice your brain has time traveled into the future and you're asking, well, what happens when this happens and who's going to be there and what's going to happen and then what? And then your brain goes into this wild spiral of anxiety. What happens if this happens and then that'll happen and then I'm going to end up lonely and never have friends and die alone. And our brains go into these wild storytelling spirals as we've talked about. This is second arrow. When you notice that you're in second arrow and your anxious brain is just totally taken over, you're going to stop. You're going to notice that you're in second arrow or you're in the future. And you're going to say to yourself, don't know, don't know don't know. And I have no idea why that magically works the way it does. I was listening to a podcast with a very famous uh, Buddhist meditator called Sharon Salzberg. She's just an absolute fabulous woman. And her strategy is when you're super, super anxious, and you're asking, well, what if, what if you meet that anxious mind with three times, don't know. And for some reason, your anxious mind seems to declaw it. And you can come back to the present moment a little bit easier. So that's the strategy. That's it. If you notice your brain is trying to time travel, if you're into the future and your brain is doing the what if, what if, you meet that and you say, don't know, don't know, don't know. And for a magical reason, your brain was going to be able to calm down. You're going to take a breath and you're going to try to come back to this present moment. If your brain time travels into the past, then meet it again. You know, I should have, I could have, I I wish I had. And you're just going to meet that same thought and say, oh, you know what? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Because we can't stress a problem different. So that's the strategy of this week is time machine. 
I have been teaching the strategy for many years. Um, I remember teaching in a grade three class and uh, the dad actually called me and said, you know what? My son is actually teaching grandma mindfulness. He's teaching her, you know, the strategy you talked about last week. And it was, uh, I think it was like an Easter dinner or something like that. I was so touched. I couldn't believe it. And I said, well, tell me the strategy. You know, did he do the don't know, don't know, don't know part? And, but in his mind, you know, he's in grade three. He heard time machine, time machine, time machine. I love that because it just shows you that mindfulness really is individual to the person. If you have a strategy that's helping you hang on to the present moment, that's helping you stop your spiral of anxiety, going to the future, or spiraling into the past, or I wish or I wish I could have had a life like this. When we take a breath and we meet that with some kindness and some compassion, whether it be time machine, time machine, time machine, or don't know, don't know, don't know, I want you to make the strategies your own so they work for you. There's a very famous dog trainer called Caesar Milan, and uh, how he trains dogs is he just goes, shh, and he, he does this uh, like shh sound to them, and, and they perk right up, and you know they stop doing whatever they're doing, whether they're tearing apart a couch or digging when they're not supposed to or whatever. And I took that strategy and made it my own. And when I noticed my brain was in the future thinking, I would tell myself, shh, nope, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going down an anxiety spiral. And then I come back to the present moment. And I really want you to hear that any strategy that helps you come back to the present moment is something that helps you as a tool that you can use in your toolkit. Thank you for joining me this week. Uh, next episode is going to be the meditation that's going to follow this. And we're going to practice don't know, don't know, don't know in a meditation this week. Thank you again. And we'll see you again.